0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by... Brent Hackberg, your RBC Royal Bank of Canada Mortgage Specialist. Yes, follow him now, right now, on social media. Find him on Facebook, Brent Hackberg, RBC Royal Bank of Canada Mortgage Specialist. And follow him. He shares amazing content every day. Just one or two posts, and I get it. It's good. He shows stuff I would not see otherwise. There is a listing... It is interesting. It's 250 Park Avenue. This is uh, 1,600 square foot space right in the waterfront district. It's there right now. Ooh, Brent Hackberg new. He specializes in first time home buyers. He specializes in moving your mortgage over to the RBC. Yes, he specializes in refinancing. If you want to see what you can do at the moment, if you're thinking about a second property, if you're thinking about renting a business place, if you're thinking about opening up a business, investment property mortgages, he does too. Give him a call at 251-7251. That's Brand Hackberg, your RBC Royal Bank of Canada mortgage specialist. Thank you, Brand. 251-7251. Call him now and follow him on social media. Thank you. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Mm. You tell me right now, where do you put your hot sauce on? Where do you put it on? I put my blueberry habanero on my sunny side up eggs in the morning. And I do that every morning. Yes, I do. And I love it. It's so good. Blueberry and eggs. Who would have thought, what do you do? Let's talk about vinegar. Remember? They used to buy vinegar in four-liter jugs. You've seen those. You can even buy them at the grocery store. Now, then they went to 55-gallon barrels, right? Hot beat hot sauce. Because you need vinegar for hot sauce. And now they are buying 1,400 liters of vinegar in a package. That's a big package. Yes, it is. So they just received an order. Let's talk about this. Just imagine. 18, 720 liters of vinegar. Heartbeat hot sauce. Yes, they are working to meet the demand. Woo, heartbeathotsauce.com. Go now, shop. Let's pick your sauce. Do it. Mmm, or your merch. Yes, you can. They have a lot of amazing stuff. They just launched the sticker pack, assorted sticker pack, heartbeathot This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Eat Local Pizza. Eat Local Pizza. Ooh, 767-0000 Pizza. How many times can I say pizza before I run out of breath? I don't know, I don't want to try this today, but I have exciting news for you. Dawson General Store, yes, they have opened up a location on 3130 Dawson Road. That's right. Ooh, and Eat Local Pizza is selling their frozen pizzas right there. The ones that they have perfected. Yes, they are available there, so you don't have to drive all the way into town Eat local pizza, working together with Dawson General Store. Yes, follow them on social media and go to www.eatlocalpizza.ca right now. Order your pizza. Ooh. And remember, there is only one size that I pick, and that is extra large. However, if you like different sizes, that's okay. You can order anything. You click that white button, order online, eat local pizza. And then you build your own pizza, customize it how you want it. Regular toppings, gourmet toppings. You can order your sides, anything you want. They have listed there and they are all local. Eat local pizza, 767 This is the Michael Show. We are back tonight. Episode 77. The one and only. joined tonight. Yes, here with me, Alison Chong. Please, ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Are you, are you a dancer? Do you like to dance? Sure. All
1: right.
0: Ah, and we are live. Yay. Yeah. Wow. How, how yeah. are you, Alison?
1: doing all right how are you doing uh
0: homeschool wow love it
1: <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun it's my favorite
0: i look um, every morning yeah. yes i'm so excited every morning i can't wait to spend my mornings and afternoons homeschooling
2: mm-hmm. grade one yep.
0: it's not that well, easy
2: you know what?
1: It's 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 okay. My mm. bigger kids are okay. But I've got one of them in kindergarten and they have them on less, like, less screen time and more just like doing their own thing. And sometimes I don't have time to do their own thing because I'm with a client or something. And then I feel bad for him because he's kind of just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. What can you do? Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Ours is just like super excited. And then sometimes I look around the screen just like I'm sitting next to him because try to help as much as i can possibly maybe and then i see all the other kids and they're just like (laughs) (laughs) just like all jumping so good i don't know how they do it but i'm amazed and it's good that they continue but it's it's adds a lot to the plate i find personally
1: yeah yeah definitely it it does Mm. um i feel like they need a lot of energy burn off by the end of the day
0: yeah speaking of which it's beautiful outside it is wow. gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. We pulled the bikes out today. Wow. Really? Yeah. They mm-hmm. don't sweep the bike lanes, though, until, like, May, right? At least. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For two months, we'd have got nice, clean bike lanes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but that's that's okay. I love that we have bike lanes. And yes. I have, my little one was on a stroller today on the deck on the outside. So, mm, it's good. Nice. Yeah. 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 Mm. He asks me every day, hey, can we take the bike tomorrow? Can I walk to school tomorrow? And I say, nah, not yet. Nah, not yet. It's like half an hour walk. And he's a great one.
1: Okay. Mm. It's a commitment.
0: He's ambitious.
2: (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. Good. I feel like the hustle to get out the door half an hour earlier would also be a lot for that half hour walk.
0: It's impossible. is it easy for your family to be ready
1: in
2: time
0: on time
1: is it ever Mm. is it ever easy i've given up i'm gonna say no no yeah i just treading Mm. water is is how it goes
2: Mm. yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah i have accepted that i will never be the first again
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. hey that's good acceptance is a good step
0: it is it is hard but it's good right
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, now, are you a summer person or are you more of a winter person?
1: I'm a summer person. I I'm learning to. I've grown up in Thunder Bay, but I'm still learning to embrace the winter. Mm. I'm getting better at it. Um, But yeah, I definitely like the warm weather.
0: Yeah. But by which months are you fed up with winter?
1: I'm okay with December. January is not great. The thing is, with Thunder Bay, you never know. Like, winter could be until the end of April, and then I can't stand it. This year's looking all right. This year's been, great. Um, yeah, mm. yeah. So I feel like I already feel okay about things. Mm-hmm. February is usually rough, but this February was not so bad. So you know,
0: yeah, it was beautiful, except that one week.
1: Whew. yeah, that was. But you know what? It wasn't two months.
0: <laughs> it's very true. We got lucky. Yeah, and the snow's almost gone too. Crazy. Yeah, mm.
1: it's good times. Okay. We're living the life up here.
0: I would say so. It's a good place to be, young family, yes? Yep. Mm. Okay. And you are born and raised in Thunder Bay.
2: I am, um, yes. Mm.
0: That's good. And you stayed and you are here now.
1: Uh, I did a decent stint in Toronto. Mm-hmm. We moved back here about five years ago. Oh. Yeah.
0: Good. That's nice. I I moved from Germany here in
1: 2006. That's a pretty good track.
0: Mm -hmm. That was like direct flight. (laughs) Just
1: kidding. (laughs) Direct flight. That doesn't even exist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's good times. All right. So I have to admit, Alison, I found you on Instagram. And, you know, you were creating amazing content that I find helpful. And I find engaging and I felt like I want to get to know you and bring you on the podcast and see if I can learn something from you more because I'm amazed of how you present it and how you deliver. And, yeah, so I asked you and you said, yeah, okay, i do it. Right? And then now here we are. So thank you.
1: You're very welcome. I'm very happy to be
2: here. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I feel there's so much perception out there that we all have to be a certain way and one of the posts that really identified my thinking is where you like core strengths you you posted a picture of I think it's the belly actually the belly area correct me if i'm oh, mistaken oh i think i know
1: what you're talking yeah. about yeah. 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 yeah yeah
0: and it's like we have this perception of um you have to be like a beautiful belly would have to be mainstream-approved would be like a six-pack for a guy, right? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So, but it's not, because it's not even stronger sometimes than some other bellies, right, that go around.
1: It's, I mean, it could be, but Mm. it might not be. And it depends on how you define strength. I mean, somebody could have washboard abs, but that core isn't very functional. Or you could have what would be considered a less desirable belly in today's culture mm. um, and have, be very functional and have a very strong core. Or you could be any other vari- variation in between of those. Um, so I think we need to get away from the messaging that looks define function um, or looks define strength. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a lot of times not true. It you know?
0: is not true, and I am here to tell you that my wife Lisa, she can hold the baby longer than I can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she. Mom is strong. <laughs> yes, she does. She's really yeah, good absolutely. at it. Yeah, and like when we go shopping, like before COVID, obviously, then uh, I would like the baby, the infant, we. I would hold the car seat is a different thing. I would have, because it's a little bit more excessive of weight and I would carry as much as possible. But once you have a just a little toddler with a baby and it's just like give it five, ten minutes, I'm done. And she just is a right. super mom. I don't know. And you know, I go to the gym, I work out and I can't hold the baby longer than five and ten minutes. <laughs> 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 so I think it's very true that the definition of Uh, strength is not in the looks. And that the core is very important, right? Core strength, is it more important? Why is it so important?
1: Well, I mean, your core as you think of it, it isn't necessarily just like your six pack. Like I think everybody thinks of it as like it's your six pack. But your core is essentially your entire torso from your rib cage to your pelvis would be considered your core Mm. and everything that wraps around that. So, I mean, it's the center line of your body. It's what's stabilizing you and maintaining you and the rest of your body is equally important in all of that picture. I mean, yeah, For example, if you really slump your shoulders down, you're putting all this extra pressure on your core. Sometimes that causes issues and it's hard for it to work properly. Like our body is designed as a system Mm. from top to bottom. Yeah. So everything plays a part.
0: Mm. You you make me feel now that I have to sit more straight. (laughs) I'm I'm really bad. I'm really bad at this. (laughs) (laughs) Also flexibility, right? It's amazing how much flexibility... I personally lost over the years when I look at like Lisa when she does yoga poses. It's, it's you can do this. How is that possible? Because I, I don't know what it would take for me to get there again, but I know it's possible. But I'm amazed how different it is for everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, everybody's body is going to be a little bit different and have certain limitations. But depending on what you choose to do with your body on a regular basis, like your body is incredibly smart in that it will adapt to what you tell it. Like if you're, you are sitting for 12 hours a day, your body will adapt to that and it will shape to that. And muscles will, will shorten and tighten to adapt for that. Mm. But if you're doing yoga every day, your body becomes more flexible and it adapts to that. Your body just is intelligent in that way. So whatever input you give it is what it will give back. Uh,
0: that is applicable for everything then, right? Mentally, food-wise, exercise, everything you would apply to it, the body reacts to it.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, for sure. If you eat McDonald's every day mm. versus if you're eating, I don't know, having like smoothies and whatever every day, your body adapts to that. Your body gets certain calories and energy and all of that mm. from certain types of foods and less from other types of food. And there's a natural reaction,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. It's amazing. And yeah. the it's. I think I talked to um, Gavin about this because he's super flexible. He works for a float. He's one of the owners there. He's like, uh, wow. He's like, he's he puts weights down and then he stands on it and then he bends over and he can touch the floor with his hands. So that's super flexible. <laughs>
2: that's very flexible. Yeah,
0: I can't do that, and then. (laughs) But he's also said he couldn't do that at first, right? So it's like you said, it's a it's a training, and the body adopts to it. But then also the body, because the the joints are like usually the big joints are all ball joints, right? The hip is a ball joint. You would think the hip is
2: a
1: ball joint, and your shoulder is a is a ball joint.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and those. When you don't use all the range of the motion every single time, they slowly don't go anymore all the time. They wouldn't go all the range of the motion. It has to come back again because it's it's just like grease and it builds up, something like that. I'm just terrible at explaining this, but you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: it's like it's like if you were to hold, if you were to start lifting weights, and for, I don't know, for a year straight, you were lifting weights, and you could lift, I don't know, a 60-pound dumbbell and do bicep curls, but then you quit the gym for six months, you probably can't go back to that 60 pounds. Your body has lost that adaptation. Mm. Same thing with, you know, if you're looking to be more flexible.
0: Yes, and it, it the older you get, the faster it goes away again.
1: Which is, I mean, in some ways is good and bad. There's there's limitations to flexibility that are awesome for us. And as we age, we don't want things to be too loose. We actually need a little bit more strength as we age so we can support our bodies better. Ah. Um, so it's not always about like being the most flexible person in the world isn't necessarily an end goal. You want to have some strength and some mobility, but you don't have to be able to turn yourself into a pretzel. If you want to, sure. <clears throat> um, but you don't need to. It's not a required amount of flexibility.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. So it again comes down to balance in a way.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a balanced system where you want your body to be mobile enough to carry out tasks with ease, but it also has to be strong enough and the way that your body works, actually, if you want to gain more flexibility or more mobility, you actually have to add, if you want to do it intelligently in a way that mitigates injury more, you want to do it in a way that actually adds strength. Because we all, lots of times, we think about strength as like, I'm going to get tighter if I do a of strength training. My body will just get tight, my muscles will get tight. Mm. But the way that your body works is that your nervous system is kind of like your built-in like breaks where it'll be like, Ooh, if I go much further than that, I'm not strong enough to hold that amount of flexibility. So I'm going to stop. So if you strengthen out into that range and find strength there, then your nervous system will be like, okay, I am strong enough to hold that. Mm. I'll let that happen.
0: Okay. Ah, So (laughs) is that like, just this, I really like the explanation, but I'm also really thinking about it, and this is yeah. how I look when I think about things. <laughs> when you when you say that, I'm I'm thinking of my, to myself when I'm in the gym and I lift weights. Then eventually I cannot do one more rep, right? I feel like right. Um, I feel that I cannot do it. Is that then the nervous system saying, "Well, this is it," or is that the muscle saying, "Oh, well, that is it"? it a combination? Well, your
1: muscle will still, your muscle is still going to fatigue. I mean,
2: mm.
1: but then if you keep doing that same weight over time, your muscle will build up the strength to get there. And that's not necessarily as much of a nervous system thing. Your nervous system is designed to protect you and to hold on to you to keep you safe. Ah. Um, but your muscles are still your muscles. Your muscles will fatigue. So if you do however many reps and your muscle gets tired, it's a tired muscle.
0: hmm and the muscle we can control with our awareness and the nervous system is not controllable.
1: Yeah, the nervous system is kind of, I would say, beyond us. You would use, you would use your muscles and your movements and your exercises to access that range. And then your nervous system says, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on.
0: So is that possible to train your nervous system?
1: That's a good question. I mean, I, my thought, my answer would be uh, straight up, I don't know. Mm. But also, I think our access to those parts of ourselves come more through what we can control, mm-hmm. like our muscles.
0: Yes. It's like it shifts the balance. The foundation of exercise keeps the body in proportion Where the nervous system can operate efficiently, efficient wise. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you you think through meditation we are able to control the nervous system due to reducing stress, focus, um, calming ourselves, breath work? I know you, I think you're doing something with breath work too, right?
1: Um, breath can be a really key element for breath is actually an excellent tool in so many ways. Um, it can be really key for, uh, people that are doing, dealing with any kind of core issues or pelvic floor issues because breath can add a lot of pressure, but also breath is excellent for, you know, de-stressing and things like that. Um, and using breath in a tool as a tool in that way, I mean, by being able to bring your stress down, you're bringing your body into a safer place, mm-hmm. which makes for a happier brain and nervous system and body, for
0: sure. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Do you, there's two different kinds of breathing, right? There's the breathing where you, you shallow breathe, move the lungs, but sometimes people also say, hey, you belly breathe.
1: So it depends on your goal. I mean, belly breathing, I'd say, can be a great tool for relaxation. Um, If we're looking at how we would want to ideally breathe, if you think of where your lungs are housed and where that breath needs to go and we have this full rib cage and muscular system within that rib cage Mm. to manage that breath coming in and then that breath coming back out, Mm -hmm. it should happen in the rib cage. That's where it's designed to go. Um, but for I'd say almost most of us, likely, we have a tendency to either t- breathe just into our chest, so that breath kind of ends up more of a stress breath, or we breathe into our bellies, which is fine as long as it's not causing you any issues necessarily. But for a lot of people, that a big start to making changes if they're looking at say more function in their core or something like
0: that. Ah, so it is connected with the core strengths.
1: Absolutely. Ah, yeah.
0: That's good. Okay. And when the the belly breathing. So how would that feel like? Because I'm not I don't know the de- definition of it. So I'm just I know people talk about it sometimes, but you, yeah. can you elaborate?
1: So say if you were to just, I mean, you could take one hand on your chest and one hand on your belly and you close your eyes for a few breaths and either you would notice maybe you naturally always breathe into your belly. Every time you take an inhale, you just feel that hand move,
2: mm.
1: or you could purposely, as you take an inhale, if you want to send it into your belly, you would purposely, as you inhale, see if you can push that breath into that belly hand oh boy. and that's, that's yeah. a belly breath.
0: I'm a belly breather. <laughs> <laughs> at least right now and then you said it and then i tried to pull up more up here and i can feel it yeah interesting wow how why do we fall into this is it is it the modern days has it always been like this you you know this right
1: uh the exact reasons why people end up in these other places i don't know it could happen for a lot of different reasons i don't know if i know in detail enough to be like these are all the reasons why you would breathe in your belly or breathe into your chest yeah yeah
0: yeah but is it like a modern day kind of thing
1: i think that a lot i i wouldn't be surprised if the fact that i mean a lot of us end up in sort of these more seated life this more seated lifestyle where we end up Mm -hmm. you know at our computers and on our phones and on the tv um maybe we're just not accessing our system as well or we're not as in tune with our system as well as we would have been when we were more mobile and required to do more activity throughout our day
0: yeah i don't know okay how did you how did you get up into this knowledge like the core strengths and helping how did you end up into this i'm i'm fascinated
1: uh it was kind of a bit of a process, I would say. Mm. Um, I've been a yoga instructor for a really long time. Ah. And then once I started having kids, and I saw that there was no resources for pregnant women to kind of navigate pregnancy and postpartum as far as their own bodies are concerned. Mm -hmm. It's Like this is strange. And then as I kept having kids, and I was like, looking to make sure that my core and my body would get back to doing the things that I love to do. And the safe way to do it, it was still hard to find information. So eventually, I found my people that um, kind of trained me in these things to learn more about how we want to train the core system. And so you have a well-functioning core and pelvic floor and a body that's less pain. I mean, we're all going to experience pain in our lives mm. at some point or another. Um, so that women can feel confident in their bodies again.
0: Yeah. I have to admit, when we got discharged twice, there was no really like, oh, well, everything is good. You can go. The focus is more on the child in a way. The one thing that changed was like uh, post, uh, post is it post-mortem depression? Like postpartum. Postpartum. Yeah, sorry. And then... It's okay. <laughs> like that was... And within five years, there was more of an awareness that it is okay and to more. right? Yeah. So there was a change to that, but, uh, there's, I agree. There's not much knowledge for women to follow up on how do I heal efficiently.
1: Right. Um, it's slowly getting better, mm. uh, I had my first nine years ago and there was nothing, like nothing that mm. you could find. And I was that person who was Googling everything that you could try to find. Okay. Um, what do I do? What are the best things to do? I was, I was that person. Um, but in the past few years, it's getting better. Mm. There's resources out there for women if they're looking for them. Uh, there's people like me that specialize in it. And uh, there's a lot of women that have been hiding for a really long time dealing with with lots of types of issues. And I think that they're the only ones Mm. um, because nobody was really talking about it. But the stats are really high on women dealing with some pretty major issues. If you think about what happens, pregnancy and delivery or C-section, you're cutting through multiple layers and there's not a lot of resources for women afterwards. Mm. If you had knee surgery, there would be more resources for you. Wow. Than there is pregnancy and postpartum,
2: right?
0: Wow. Yeah. I would have not thought that, you know? Because I feel like it's so important really to know and to help.
2: Yes. Okay. For
0: yeah. sure. Did you yeah. when you Googled that nine years ago, did you obvious did you find something? Uh
1: not like The only recommendation at that time, which is still a common recommendation, but the only common recommendation for um, pregnancy and postpartum really was for women to do Kegels, which may or may not be good for all women to do. Mm, And you may not even know what those are.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I do not.
1: and I'm okay admitting this. Yes, well, you are a man that would never have to worry about them. So,
0: yeah. 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 I, Alison, I always say that women are stronger than men. And I mean that because women do things we could not do. Man could not do them. And I, I, tr- well, I, mean- I, tr- I truly mean that. It's not biology, but it's truly, I think, the ability to be that strong, men don't have. So just. Uh, put, I
1: think it's a different type of strength that women have. And yes. I appreciate that you think that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I personally think it's stronger and I think that's okay. And that's good.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it's the same with like, I don't know, politicians sometimes like look at the Obama. He is a man. He was the president, but he had a really, really good partner. And that partner was a woman, right. and I think the she helped him to get where he was. I don't think he would have done that by himself. So I
1: hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, yeah
0: there there is a lot of I have huge respect, and I most times I was present at the birth for Lisa, and like I don't think I could do it. No way, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's a lot of men that would say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: even just the mind even the mind it's like i would think about things and but it's just like no it's it's gonna happen it's gonna go and boom done and it's just like such an amazing moment of my life to be there to see it and it's magic it's the most magic time there's there's nothing like it it's uh
1: it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome Mm. Yeah. definitely
0: yeah and then the the second one casper uh they asked me first if i wanted him on my chest because lisa was just for one second a little bit busy and then i said no just because i wanted her to have that connection the first connection because it's so important breastfeeding everything and then it just took like one second longer, and then they connected because it's. I think like, why would I do that? I could if I would have to, but like I don't want to take that away because I was there. My hand is numb. Yeah, I was a bit. <laughs> I, was, I was a bit worried. Maybe I was holding a leg, but like that's what I did.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She, she she did the heavy lifting in that scenario. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, supposedly sometimes it's normal that you get the shivers after. Like you get a little bit cold. You feel cold afterwards because of obviously exhaustion and many other reasons maybe. And it's just like sometimes, you know, professional, they know what's going on and you're like civilian and you're like, Oh Wow. Oh, uh, what's happening? Is this is this gonna be okay? And they're just like, Yeah, that's okay and walk away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, it's true. Yes.
0: And you're like, hmm, okay, well, they seem to be pretty <laughs> relaxed about this, so that must be okay.
1: Yeah. This looks really strange to me, but okay. I'll I'll trust them there. Yes.
0: Okay, when did when did we learn about core strengths then? Overall, was that something we learned earlier with exercise, or is this more like core strengths for women and men? It's important too, but for women, it's differently, obviously. But it, because, like, let's say strength training, for example, people did bodybuilding early 1900, but like, they, there was not as much research into it. So, I'm wondering.
1: Uh, I think it depends on the end goal as far as core strength is concerned. So when it comes to me and what I do, I come from a corrective exercise perspective. Mm. So a lot of times what happens, so what happens in every single pregnancy when a woman gets pregnant is that your rectus muscles, which are your six pack muscles, Mm. they will separate a little bit in order to make space for baby. Yes. Um, The problem can happen For example, one example, when we'd want to look at core strength, the problem can happen when, say, those muscles don't want to come back together because the connective tissue is weakened and, you know, a lot of extra pressure on the system, obviously, from being pregnant. Um, So kind of reworking the system to find really functional core strength and connecting to your deep core muscles so that that connecting tissue can start to heal and we can get some of the relief of the pressure. So like when I was talking earlier about breathing into your belly because your belly isn't meant for handling your breath. And it's just going to continue to expand in volume. Every time you inhale, it expands. And every time you exhale, it contracts, as opposed to your rib cage, which is meant to house your breath. If you breathe into your belly every single time and your muscles are trying to come back together and Mm -hmm. your connective tissue is trying to repair, every time you take a breath, you're adding extra pressure, forcing it out. And that healing can't happen Mm -hmm. so we need to rejig the system a little bit the same thing goes for core strength that's that the same principles apply to core strength where women are dealing with pelvic floor issues because we need to rejig the system there because instead of the pressure going out the pressure is going more down so and then again that's working with breath and finding that functional core strength so that they can start to rebuild strength and relieve some of these symptoms
0: Okay. So the pelvic area would be then the hip area. I'm just like, so
1: um, sometimes it's hip pain. Um, It can be pelvic floor issues like leaking um, Mm. when you sneeze or run or jump or whatever. Sure. Uh, There's pelvic organ prolapse is when the uh, pelvic organs are sinking lower than we would like. So again, Mm -hmm. we'd like that pressure to be relieved so that they can kind of go back or feel more comfortable where they're meant to be.
0: Mm, That's crazy. Yeah. 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 I heard about like gym injuries where somebody pulls, um, actually I think the tear of a belly muscle and then like the insides come out. So that's like pretty serious. Oh, like a hernia. Yeah. Is it? yeah, I think that's what it is. And then you actually, you should go to the hospital right now.
1: Yeah. So hernias can happen. Some of them are severe where you do have to, uh, go to the hospital right away because, um, Your intestines are essentially coming out and getting strangulated. So you can have small hernias where, again, things like working with functional core strength and finding functional breath and things like that can help because, again, you're not having that pressure on your belly. So for people that are experiencing that, even at the gym, for example, Mm. they might have a six pack. But if they're doing it in a way that's causing hernias, maybe they need to rework how they're doing it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Yes. Very good point. It might not even be the exercise for the crunches, right? Not the crunches for the belly, but it might be some other lifting where you, like, put so much stress on the core.
1: Every time. Yeah, you could be, I mean, doing shoulder presses, but every time you do, you're doing this pushing out at your belly and this extra pressure out. Mm. So over time, you keep doing that, and then that can cause that hernia, that tear.
0: Crazy. How thick are the muscles, like the tissue, do you know? Is I guess it depends on the person, but, like... Like there's the this, this skin and then you have the muscles. How thick is it? Like a centimeter?
1: I mean, we have bigger muscles and smaller muscles, right? Like if you mm. think about, I don't know, the muscles in your in your thigh as opposed to the teeny tiny muscles that move your finger. Sure. It all depends. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But those teeny tiny finger muscles, you know, the people that climb.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. They've got some strong hands. <laughs>
0: There's people who have like this wooden um, board, and you can put that over the door frame, and then at night they just like, or whenever they practice, I don't know, and then just
1: oh, to strengthen, yes, they work, yeah. out, they work
0: out their fingers.
1: I'm even impressed with like massage therapists. I don't think I could do that all day long. Mm. My hands would not Whoa. like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I never thought about that this way. You're right. Yeah. How many sessions can you do? I don't. Know. Yeah,
1: like, I'd be tapped out. By
0: half of one. Yeah. How long are they? Like an hour? 30 minutes? I don't even know. I've never tried.
1: Yeah, I've only only been to one or two in my life. But uh, Mm. I think it depends. But again, it's training to task, right? Like if you wanted to be able to use your hands more and become a massage therapist, you would strengthen your muscles in order to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. And your hands, that wouldn't look super muscular pumped. Yes, well, hands. yeah, no,
1: that you wouldn't have, like, jacked-looking fingers, I don't I yeah. think.
0: And yeah. this brings me back to the core strength, that the core strength is not defined by look.
2: Right. Yeah, Yeah. And, exactly.
0: And I find that is so important, because I find happiness is important, and defining yourself through others is something we maybe everybody does too much, and you know, we should just like be good, feeling good about ourselves, how we are.
1: I think it's a much more empowering message to allow for more body shapes and sizes and differentiations to happen than this one aesthetic that we have decided must be the best one. I agree. Yes. Based on, I don't know what, mm. marketing.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 It's almost, they like to
1: keep us unhappy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Alison, I would almost say it's like you said you couldn't find any information nine years ago. But I almost feel like some women, they're going to go into pregnancies now and they have no knowledge about core strengths now, in a way, I think.
1: Uh, for sure. I mean, I don't think it's, we're at a point where it's commonplace and it's like, okay, get the stroller, get the crib, get the best, I don't know, baby swaddles, get this and that. Oh, but wait, also make sure you take care of your core and your pelvic floor and to maybe strengthen your body well for delivering a baby and healing postpartum. Like it's not on the list yet. Mm. Uh, it would be amazing for all women if it would be, um, I think a lot of these women health issues have been kind of brushed aside for a really long time. Mm. And we kind of have just dealt with them for a really long time. And it's kind of sad. And I think that women deserve to know that there's things that they can do to help mitigate risks and to have better chances at better deliveries and healing and to know that they can go forward in their lives in possibly a stronger and healthier way.
0: Yeah, I like that and then to comp- to comprehend this in my brain you we so even partners right the couple they can i know they do the is it the prenatal classes is that what it is
1: oh right yeah,
0: yeah. like if they would do something like that for a core strength and the couple could do it together
1: why not Well, there's actually a lot of, I mean, if women wanted to get into ways that their partners can help them during delivery, there's a lot of ways that partners can help them Mm. through delivery with different um, techniques and things like that to help them ease their pain. Um, There's a lot out there. It's just you really have to look for it still, Mm. unfortunately.
0: Okay. Yeah. So how early should you start? To when you think about getting pregnant or like when you have when you are pregnant or is it before you are pregnant what 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 you recommend
1: i think once you and it depends on what your lifestyle is like and all of that i mean if you it's going to depend in that way because say if you are i don't know a crazy seven day a week crossfitter mm you will probably have to make some adjustments during your pregnancy. And you're going to want to be extra careful when you start lifting heavy weights and you can still lift heavy weights when you're pregnant, but you're going to want to really be aware of what your belly is doing and aware of this, um, how your core is reacting when you're lifting these heavy loads, because your body's already under more load. If you're somebody that kind of doesn't exercise a lot, and you're sitting around a lot more, Mm. you're not as worried about lifting these heavy weights. However, if you're still looking to have a better chance at a smoother delivery and recovery, there's still things that you can do to prepare for
0: that. Yes. Being active is a benefit for the body, for everything, really, right?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, Mm. we're creatures that are designed to move. But uh,
0: I always, I can't, like... I've seen women, and good for them, and huge respect. But I've seen women that are like they are ready to pop, big belly, and you know it's like whew, I don't like Lisa. I'm only not even letting try to lift anything while when she's not pregnant, anything heavy because I always tell her you you're gonna need that back. <laughs> it's just, it's, and I mean that in a good way. I don't mean it like yes. I I'm not overprotective, but like and then. I don't want her to lift anything really heavy because she's going to need that. Her body needs to be healthy for those things that might come up still in life. And when I see, I have huge respect, but I'm like, wow, I would almost say this is crazy. When somebody lifts heavy weight and they're like far along. I don't know. I don't know. Because I cannot judge it and I don't understand it, but I think it's crazy.
1: Um I think it's another thing where we can kind of redefine what a fit pregnancy means. Mm. Again, we're kind of sold the image of like you have to still have like muscles and your pregnant belly practically has a six pack. Um I think if we're looking at a fit pregnancy in terms of like what's really good for your body, you can still lift heavy if you're being aware, like I said before, like I'm not saying it's really bad, but you've got to be more aware of what you're doing and fit pregnancy should the focus should really be more on training your body for this particular pretty major event mm. um and finding ways to do things that you love but in an intelligent way instead of being like i can just push through and i can do whatever i want uh because lots of times there's a lot of women that are like if i had only known this or that then i would have modified this or that mm. to not now have a longer recovery because of
0: it mm-hmm. yes Yes. I agree. Because you know (laughs) Yeah,
1: so I mean it's just it's it's a pretty pregnancy is a really demanding time of your life and on your body and there's things that can be more helpful to Mm. to do for that body at that time.
0: Yeah. How was that with you? You you said the first one was nine years ago and if you feel comfortable sharing, if not that's okay. But like the because you have a couple kids, right? Did you feel like the second and the third time you, you know, you you could understand it better, or was it always like that? I don't know.
1: Like understand
0: the body. And you, obviously, you are fit and into fitness, and you know you you do things and you un, you understand your body. I'm wondering, if, through the pregnancies, if you felt like okay ah, okay, here I stop, there I can do a little bit more, maybe I should switch this around. Because with the first one, it's almost like everything is new, maybe. Or maybe you feel it and you you have an intuition and you understand it. I don't know.
1: Uh, I think that there's some basics that are helpful for every pregnant woman that aren't necessarily intuitive. Okay. Um, the same as what we were talking about before, working with breath to relieve pressure on your core and your pelvic floor, and finding a core strategy that keeps your deep abdominals um, engaging and working for you, because that can even help in delivery and it can help to make sh- help to mitigate future issues. Um, and those things aren't necessarily innate for women to know,
2: mm.
1: or even things like hip mobility, things like that, when women are pregnant. Um, Aren't necessarily a nature thing, and you could have a million babies and not know any of these things. Yeah. And I think I was more fearful with my first Mm. about how to move. And I was looking for answers and they were hard to find. I think with a lot of women, you become a little bit less fearful in subsequent pregnancies because you're you're kind of like, okay, yeah, this. And you can kind of move a little bit more freely and worry a little bit less plus you also have a child to take care of so you have less time to focus on yourself anyway Mm.
0: yes okay so there is a there's a change to it a little bit and i i can see i can think i think i comprehend that the same way for my wife lisa that was the same way even like delivery too everything was more like okay you know what yeah all right we've been here before in a way yeah, for sure we've been here in yeah. a way it's not anymore like what's well, gonna happen it's like oh we're going, this is okay cool this is gonna happen and i think it would be with the third one it would be about the same thing again maybe you will even know more than I. who knows
1: i think a lot of i always think that knowledge is power i mean even after you bring home a second baby versus bringing home that first baby that first baby you're oh terrified right yes. You have no idea what you're doing and no idea what's going on. The second baby you bring home, you're like, yeah, well, this, that, whatever. Mm. And you just kind of float through. Well, not float. I'm not going to. That's It's still incredibly challenging. But there's a lot of fears that are not the same as with the first.
0: Yeah. The only thing that still amazes me, how small they are. They're very, yes. How small? They were that small? The first one? No way.
2: <laughs> this, yeah. Uh, oh,
0: crazy. And the first one? I didn't make it into the weight room, like you. They take the baby and then they um, they may do all the measurements, right? And right. I, I stayed with Lisa there because it was a it was a long time, and it was just like, and we were both done. But the second one, I was able to do that and be part of that that I missed out on the first one. It's crazy how that goes.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: You get to have a different moment out of it that
0: way, I guess. Yeah. 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 And now I have spent, that was last year, December 2019, Casper was born. So we spent so much time together that I would have never spent otherwise with him due to the pandemic.
1: Right. It's crazy. Yeah. You got to look for the silver lining somewhere, right?
0: Yeah. It's crazy. I've I've never spent that time. And then also the perception changes of us as a family where we think, oh, yeah, we have to work both full time and we have to put the kid into childcare because that's what we do. That's what we thought. But it's like, man, no, maybe one of us works less and then we look to alternate our schedule and then the baby doesn't have to go into daycare. It's just like... I, we were not there five years ago. And now we think about those
1: things. Right. Like, is there another way? Maybe there's more than just this one option that is presented.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Lisa, Lisa always says when you, the first, like when your child is in daycare and that's okay. And no, no bad things about it. And I love daycare for what it is. But like when the child walks for the first time. And you think it's the first
1: time? Maybe it's not. <laughs> it might not be. They just He's looking really good for his first time.
0: <laughs> they maybe just not tell you because they want, <laughs> they feel for you, and they want you to feel special about that at that, that time.
1: Yes. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of firsts that happen fairly early on, right?
0: Mm. Yeah. Were you lucky enough to be around? Was it like something you prioritized on for your kids?
1: Well, we basically just had kids like back to back to back Mm. to back. Um, So I got pregnant with my first. Went on mat leave. I went back to work pregnant. So only worked for a few months, and then by the end of that mat leave, I was once again pregnant mm. and putting three kids into daycare in Toronto is not something that makes sense. Um, yeah. So I, I stopped working full time. Mm. So I was, I was home with them quite a bit. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's beautiful because that time is so valuable, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to have been there for my kids quite a bit. I am definitely at a point where I have, I have, Felt the need to to do more, which is what I'm doing now. Yes. Um, but it was it was really nice to have that time Mm -hmm. for sure.
0: Yeah, I I I like that you bring that up because there's a lot of studies out there that you know, as a woman, you you end up being the caregiver, and then you, which is which is what it is. But then also, there's not a lot of time for your career or for your. Um, job or your business or whatever you do and you try to balance this while the, uh, while the man goes to work and you know there seems to be a, a little bit of an unbalanced thing and I've talked about this before um, on the show <clears throat> that I would love to see and this is just my personal opinion um, like a mother being recognized for what she does to actually be paid by the government for being a mother because a mother raises or the parent, whoever it is, it could be either or because they raised the future of Canada, of this country. Right. That's, it's like, that's value.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. I think that they've done things where they've tried to put together a salary of what a stay at home mom would make. And Mm. it's, I can't remember what it was, but it was, not not too bad of a salary i think um
0: (laughs) yeah even if it's just like if it's balanced you know it doesn't have to be over the top but it's like it's so it's you have a you you can stay at home and take care of your kids because you are raising the future of canada and that's what it is or if you want if you don't want to do this and you want to go back into business then daycare should be like a universal benefit
1: yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Um, it's definitely skewed towards women making more of the sacrifice when it yes. comes to their careers and their aspirations, most definitely. And I think that that's. I mean, even we've seen that through COVID is the drastic numbers of women who have had to leave their jobs in order to take care of their families is scaled way higher than it is for men. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, like, there's not necessarily good solutions for that, which is in a lot of ways, very sad. Mm. Um, and there's this kind of struggle where women are still kind of seen. in I mean, and it is innately built in to be nurturers most of the time and to raise our families and take care of our children. But there's always that dichotomy of people being like, can you do both? How are you doing it all? Don't you feel guilty? And it can be really tough to navigate all of these extra external pressures all the time mm-hmm. that women face, either because they feel like they're not doing enough or because they're trying to do it all. And it is hard.
2: Yeah.
0: It's almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told you least- just do what you can. Yeah, I told Lisa when when I go when I have to go into work, we do some remote work where I work, but also some days I have to go in and that's how it is. And now we on top of that have the homeschooling and like I just said, hey, if you can't do this on this day, well that's what it is, you know? He's grade 1 and it is what it is. You, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We yeah. don't you don't like we shouldn't she shouldn't lose herself over stress and the whole situation mentally and everything just because of maths grade 1 right now from home
2: it's
1: it's it's hard because it's also i mean everybody talks about mom guilt but it's a real thing you mm-hmm. feel guilty about so many things and you don't want your kid to be the kid that was the one kid. And you know, it's not that your kid is the only kid, but like the one kid that was at home that didn't do all of the online learning because they were having a tough day trying to get it to happen. Mm. And you know, it's happening to other parents, but at the same time, you, there is that pressure there. You think so? Uh, to not be the only one for mm. sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think you're right. I'm, I, I try to see it a little bit more relaxed. Because like
1: I think that's necessary.
0: <laughs> yeah, like we have afternoon assignments, and honestly, we have a little. We have a ta- we have a one year old, and he is like he's pretty much hands on all the time. Because there's yep. a, it's like we have one baby gate where it's closed off in the living room, but like he can go anywhere, and he likes plants. Oh, good! But we can't shift everything around, and it's like he learns too, right? We teach him. Certain things are okay, certain things are, well, we, maybe we shouldn't touch that right now. So it's good to give him that opportunity instead of just making a safe place where he can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you can just put him in a little rubber room and then leave him a there. A room with
1: some padded walls and throw <laughs> some toys in there and yes. have a good day.
0: Yeah, well, that's like you want to experience life. And life is like the living room is life for now. And,
2: yes. and that's yeah. okay.
0: That's how we learn. So he's hands on and then he loves technology. So if the laptop is there and the other one sits on it, he's like, eh, eh. <laughs> because he loves <laughs> it, right? He knows. Of and, course. And he's so smart. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Kids, kids in technology, they just kind of mm. veer right to it. Doesn't matter how old they are.
0: Mm. Yeah. Why is that? Do you, do, you, do you have a thought on
1: that? Moving things. I mean, we're all, we're all fascinated with it. Mm. We're adults, and look at how many of us are obsessed with being on our phones all the time. And we have more rational thought than a one-year-old. Yeah. So if we can't get off it, mm. then what chance do they have?
0: Yeah. Is that, like, you use social media very well where you you put a lot of, uh, you present yourself very well where I find it's very helpful for people to get to know the issues that you present and the help that you offer. And I love that. And the way you do it must have do include a lot of work as well on your side, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's work. um, But I have a lot of fun with it. I wasn't necessarily um, someone who was, posting on Instagram just about my life. Like, you know how people just post up like everything. I wasn't that person. I just kind of watched what other people did. Mm. And I was mostly on it for education and I'd follow all of these like educational accounts. Uh, um, I was that person. Well, I am that person still. It's good. To um, yeah. So, I mean, the stuff that I try to post is educational as well to a certain degree. And I hope to offer a good reason for people to be on there. I think social media does a lot of good. And then I think it's a, a double-edged sword in a lot of ways. It is. Um, so trying to find the good in it, right? Because it's going to be here. So mm-hmm. let's use it for the good that it can be.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Do you do TikToks? Uh,
1: I am not on t- t- TikTok. My husband had the app for a while and sometimes I'd watch over his shoulder and I just... Mm-hmm could not get into it. I feel like maybe I should be putting stuff on there. Maybe someday I will, Mm. I will jump on board, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. Because I find it, maybe it's
1: like a self-control thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Social media is big and it's a lot of work and it's like, uh, thoughtful details. You do a lot of reels where you like, you have a script, you, however you do it. I don't know, but it's like, it's, it's very professional. And you you are helping people. So my thought immediately is like TikTok is even for a younger crowd than Instagram. So those those might would include women that eventually you will have pregnancies. And so that would be like really helpful because then it would already pop up there to grow knowledge as well. I don't know. That's just my two cents.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd never wanted to be on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it too. Because like for the podcast, it's good. Because it's just, it's another medium. There's another search engine. There's another pe- people will find you eventually. So it works. Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm. I hear you. I know. Mm. I thought about it. Mm. I keep just thinking about it. Mm. Maybe someday I'll end up on TikTok. I'll let you know.
2: Sure. Yeah. Mm.
0: I add you on my account.
2: Woo! <laughs> uh,
0: how do you how do you plan your social media? Do you do you do day by day or do you lay it weeks out? I'm fascinated by this. Do you?
1: I don't do. I know that they say, especially for people that are on there as a business, they say that you have like at least a month in advance. I'd say I maximum wow. have maximum two weeks in advance because wow. um, I like to see I like to see what my what's going on with my audience, what kind of questions come up, mm. um, and kind of work from there and build from there, so I can give them more of what they're looking for. And sometimes they will just come up with an idea and throw it up there. Wow! That's so crazy. two weeks in yeah. advance. That's my maximum, man.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. Wow. So you're you, you good with two weeks of homeschooling because you got it all lined up.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I have the ideas. That doesn't mean that it's ready to go on Instagram.
0: Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. I thought it's so, like like, already. I'll
2: have,
1: uh, the content ideas. However, creating the content is a different story. <laughs>
0: yes. Okay, good. Misunderstood. I'm just going to turn off the espresso machine over there. One second. Yep. I thought I... Make one before we start, but I forgot And I just <laughs> heard it bubbling Because it's been on for a little while So I better turn it off yeah. yeah, I'm I'm like a day or No, like maybe a day Maybe a day, I know the next day, that's it It's just okay. like I can't like How do you How much time does a reel take you? Like the one I shared today
1: Uh it depends. I think the first few that I did took me a really long time because mm. um, it's like anything else. You're learning something and how it works and things like that. A lot of them are fairly quick now, I'd say. But I mean, from filming it to editing it and getting the captions on and all that, its I'd say at least 30 minutes, which is a decent amount of time for yeah. one thing that you're putting out. But I also find them a lot of fun. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. Like
2: you
0: you. if you're
1: gonna do something that's called work, you might as well make it fun.
0: Yeah. I love the reels. Reels are awesome. And your your voiceover with Kevin Hart, whoo, those are good. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yeah. I was like, wow. Did you slow it down? Or did you do it off like you know that you can slow it down, right?
1: I, don't, I yeah, I know you can slow it down. I yeah. don't slow it down. I kind of Whoa. just, um, it usually takes me a couple, it usually takes me a couple of tries to get it right. Mm. Um, yeah. Wow. You just roll with it.
0: Yeah. Wow. You're good then. I didn't know about this. <laughs> I didn't know you could slow it down and I tried and I tried and I tried. And then eventually Mickey, Mickey Hughes, she told me, Hey, you can slow it down, you know? Like, oh, really? <laughs>
1: I almost feel like that could confuse me more in some ways because then mm-hmm. you know what it sounds like in your head yeah. when you've watched other reels or you've just heard that clip because it's something that you've heard before. And then if you try to slow it down and you're trying to keep that new pace, I almost feel like that would be harder.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Mm, I hear you. I feel you. I, I I get it. I I have problems with that too. I gave up on this always. <laughs> <laughs> I do, right now I find, like, you shared this with me, the text that pops up in the, when you talk, because that's what I learned from you, when, when you speak, you also have the text popping in. Right. Yeah, and I love that, because, like, my phone is on silent, because there's some weird stories out there, and then it would blast everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. so I can understand what you present. So, yeah, thank you for that.
2: Oh, you're welcome.
0: Mm.
1: Apparently most people listen to their stories on silent. So you really? know what, if you're going to be standing, yeah.
0: They listen to it like loud?
1: Or, or I guess not listen, watch it on silent. <laughs> listen to it on silent. Doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, they yeah. watch stories on silent. So yeah. if you don't have some captions there for them, then mm.
0: Unless they're, they're, they're super, um, lip readers, right? They would be, exactly, yeah, but yeah. this doesn't work with my beard. So, hmm. <laughs> be uh, good times all right so now let's say um someone wants to know more about core strengths and how does that all work with you then like you are off i know you there's one thing i checked out you offering this 12 weeks program Maybe I'm mistaken, but, you know, I'm just trying to sort this out there. That's what I read.
1: Yeah. So I I have a few different offerings. So I do do a 12-week program. That is a one-to-one thing. So if you're trying to look at resolving a specific issue or you're looking at building strength for a certain task or things like that, then we work together every week. And then it's really obviously customized and personalized. Nice. Um. I do group classes as well that will kind of feed in the basic concepts of what we're looking at for functional core strength. Mm. Um, So you can resolve, you know, core, pelvic floor, pain issues, and what that would look like from getting a really functional body standpoint. So obviously, the group classes are a more economical thing to do. And then I do like one off private sessions and things like that. Mm. Yeah.
0: That's fascinating. I really like that. Because you feel, do you feel like, when you do go to your doctor Like your house doctor Another family doctor That's how they say it in English In, in German you say house doctor Funny thing gotcha. and You Do you feel like sometimes Especially in now In the last year Mostly it's just a phone call Like your doctor doesn't even see you anymore So it's Right And then I don't know about that either Like when your doctor is a dude Does he, should the doctor, would the doctor recognize it as much as your doctor would be a woman? Would you think that makes a difference?
1: Like would recognize...
0: Issues with the core functions and the pelvic system. Like, I guess maybe, but maybe a a woman would understand it better. I don't know. Like symptoms.
2: I think,
1: I mean, depending on the type of doctor or who your doctor is or whatever, I think that that can be kind of a bit of a gamut that you could get a lot of different answers about. Mm. I know, well, I know that a lot of women get a lot of different answers depending on who they see or who they talk to or what they tell their doctor. Um, It's a great idea for women to see public floor physiotherapists as well. Ah. Um, They are an excellent resource for these types of things. And they're well-trained to help women with these types of things as well. Mm. Um, And they will definitely know what's, what's going on for you. So Mm
2: -hmm.
1: there's, there is ways. So if you get an answer that maybe doesn't feel like the right one, you can go looking for more.
0: Yes. Yes. Because I feel like sometimes maybe it does not get the, the attention it needs. Right. You say it's growing and it's bigger now. But some issues are just like mm, okay, well, come back in two weeks and we see if it's better. Maybe I don't know. I'm just trying to like. And by the way, I went to um, I had an appointment with my son for a follow up appointment, and it was yesterday, and it was like at eleven forty five. And in the morning, I I remembered I have that appointment, and then I drove there and we showed up, and then we called. And then we were let into the building, and then we were at the door, and they said, call again. And then I called again, and then they came to the door, and then they said, it's a telephone appointment. Why are you here? Oh, no. So 2021, you know it when it's 2021, when you show up in person on a telephone interview. No, appointment.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I did that.
2: Uh.
1: It's I'm certain you are not the only one. Mm, it's crazy. For sure.
0: Yeah. Wow. And then I got the phone call while we were driving home. It's fantastic. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, good. Well, that's great. But crazy. Crazy times. How how is that for you? Crazy
2: crazy. Times.
0: Are you you seem like a very very balanced. You, you know, lots of knowledge busy kids how is pandemic for you like is it okay are you what is happening
1: i think like with everybody there's a bit of an ebb and a flow i mean sometimes it's just like well this is just the way life is and Mm. whatever this is what we're doing and then sometimes there's some rough days Mm. um i think the kids being homeschooled right now is a little bit tough i think emotionally for them it's rough right now i can they're a little bit more tense and a little bit more emotional and I feel bad for them um so this week has been a bit of a struggle Mm -hmm. because I think school was this one kind of bit of somewhat normalcy in their life even though there was extra rules there at least you know they were in a classroom and they saw their friends and Mm -hmm. they went somewhere in the day um so yeah it's a little bit tough but uh the warmer weather I think will help
0: yeah the sun eh sun feels nice. Mm.
1: Feels nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's an ebb and flow and we're just kind of working through it.
0: Yeah. You did one of the reels, I think recently, I don't know, maybe a day or two ago where you like, you, you, I felt like you reflected on feelings and you know how it is okay to have certain feelings and we're not perfect. And that's my perception. And then you, I felt that that was really good, because you know we, we are all doing our best we can, and it's not easy right now. It's not. Yeah. It's it's absolutely ridiculous if you ask me.
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's hard, and it's been it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Like it's feeling like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's, it's hard.
0: Did you feel like? And so. Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Did you, did you feel, did you, did you think it would be that long last year or were you, did you think it would be shorter?
1: I, when we first locked down, I don't think I had any perception of it being this long. I don't know if you did, but I certainly yeah, not that long. had, had no idea, mm-hmm. like, I was like oh well classes are cancelled we'll get them up and running again in a few weeks whatever you know this lockdown couple of weeks well whatever mm. and then slowly reality starts to sit in right
0: yeah yeah summer was good though like it was pretty okay in a way yeah. where like you know eventually you felt safe again to go to a park with the kids and you know you took that risk you waited two weeks after even you could go <laughs> <laughs> Right, because let's let the other yeah. ones yeah. go first, and then uh okay, yeah,
1: and then we'll we'll see how it goes, <laughs> and then uh,
0: yeah, yeah,, I don't know, it's like I just wanna tell myself and the audience that it's okay that we don't have to strive for perfection, and it's just like when you can't do something this day, it's okay,
1: yeah, I think uh, yeah we got to give ourselves a lot of grace mm. and uh, be okay with it being hard. Sometimes I think that there's a lot of push towards being positive all the time, yeah, which is a little bit unfair. We're allowed to not be positive all the time.
0: Mm. Are you referring to toxic positivity?
1: I guess that would be the, uh, the fancy term these days. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, how do you deal with stress like on a personal level, like if it's like a stressful day, maybe I don't know i like I can tell you how I do it just an example mm-hmm. i I go on the bike and I, I paddle my legs as hard as I can for an hour, and then I'm like, "Oh, that felt good, or I, I make some time where maybe some well-spent company time at the, at the evening after we did our work, because now with homeschooling, everything is shifting around with Lisa. We catch up for like an hour or so do something. How is that for you?
1: Um, for me, I'd say the main ones right now is either going for a walk because I feel like fresh air is huge. Like it can be minus 35 outside. And if I need some air, Mm -hmm. I'm, you just bundle up and go, or some sort of workout or yoga or something like that. I feel like I just need to move my body um, mm-hmm. and kind of get things out. I need to move.
2: Yeah.
0: Is that the way? Yeah. Is that how you, like, you said you were a yoga instructor in your career till mm-hmm. now? And, you know, so is that a way of life for you? Like, Because I find, I would classify yoga as a form of meditation in a way. It's actually very strong for the body and the mind. So, yeah. Was that enough of a question? Uh, Should I rephrase this?
1: That works. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, I don't know if I would say it's a way of life for me. I find that there's a lot of benefit. Um as far as the way I teach yoga versus what would be considered traditional yoga, I would say I'm more further into what would be considered like Westernized yoga. However, a lot of the benefits still comes in that the way that you move through a practice and move through breath and moving your body and moving in a strong enough way that by the end of it, because I'm not the type of person that could like, I don't know, go sit and meditate. Mm. Like just like right now I need to, to work out my body and get energy out before I feel like I can relax.
0: Interesting. Okay. Enough. Yeah. 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 Is that like that feeling after I run, you run 5k or you go for a walk around Boulevard Lake and then it's just like this, you fall into this place and then you can meditate something like that.
1: Yeah, like you like, yeah, it could be the same thing as I mean, I've tried to be a runner. It's just not in me. Mm. I just can't. I don't know. I find it the most boring thing in the world. <laughs> I'm sorry, runners. <laughs> I'm glad that you like it. I just I don't know. Yeah. It's going for a run, I find boring. But yeah, I think that you get the same you would get a similar sort of release where at the end you kind of feel calmer and more relaxed and just kind of mm. like <sighs> Yeah.
0: You know what fascinates me about running? When you, whatever distance you run, but like when you stop, you you walk it out. Your pace stops, right? You get slower. And then your heartbeat goes down so much while you walk. Like it would be like you sit, but you still are walking. That would be your heartbeat. And that's a really nice feeling because you can just like, even the breathing, you breathe Maybe every five or six steps instead of every step, and that feels really uh, good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Would be a nice feeling. Yeah, I don't get that with the bike. With the bike, it's different. I don't know. It must be like sc- you don't
1: get that 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 same leveling down afterwards.
0: No, no, it's not as natural, in a way, if that makes sense.
1: Gotcha. Mm. You would. That's kind of funny though, because I feel like you would. Uh, Build your heart rate quite a bit. Sure. If you're riding pretty hard.
0: Yeah, I do around but... 150. Because yeah. um, that's when I burn fat, right? That's my my sweet spot. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't like I don't do intervals. I just like I one hour, and I train my heart, my system, and that's then I feel good. And then I know right. I can eat all the cookies I want, even though maybe I shouldn't, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> That's what I like.
1: Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Whatever whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like I I enjoy food and then I feel good about myself if I know I do something for my body, but I also like to reward
1: myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I think everybody should be enjoying things sometimes. I mean, it's not I guess it could be sustainable to never eat cookies, but like mm. you might as well eat a cookie sometimes. Yeah. You've got one shot here.
0: Wow. You know,
1: yeah. enjoy the cookie. Mm.
0: I would say so. as long as it's balanced. Yeah, mm.
1: yeah exactly. Mm. I mean, if you're eating cookies for every meal, you might want to evaluate a little bit, but mm. you know,
0: yeah. The little one really likes cupcakes.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that.
0: He loves the little cupcakes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> he knows them now too. And he like, it's just, it's a if he eats like a good meal before he gets one and he's so happy.
2: Oh yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I believe it. We do, um, fun snacks for, we've made Fridays movie nights in our house. Oh, nice. Since COVID started. And just, they always get so excited about the snacks. What's going to, what's it going to be this week? Mm. Um, which is fun. I mean, I think food as much as it's fuel is also memories and, you know, it's part of our, our lives and Mm -hmm. how we communicate with one another. So there's a lot of levels there.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree. You, for you right now, everything you can, is it all online then right now? Or how do you, how do you do it? Or how do you used to do it?
1: It's mostly online now. Well, it's all online right now because we're in lockdown. Mm. Um, privates. I was doing some privates in person because yeah. it's just me and another person, and we can, you know, follow all the protocols and rules and whatnot. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's mostly online. Mm.
0: It's crazy how our technology helps us to be in this time and connect. Right.
1: I mean, it's nice that we have that available. Mm. It would be definitely more depressing if we didn't have access like this. I definitely miss people, seeing people in person. I love the energy of teaching groups in real life. Yes. Uh, And it's not quite the same on zoom, but still being able to see Mm. people in any way I will take.
0: Yeah. I feel the same about the podcast. It took me like one or two episodes when I switched it around in November, mid November into like zoom and like the first one i was like ah oh. and then i i'm starting to get used to it and i, I really actually enjoy it it's like i yeah. think this is like for my mental health good too because i connect with people then this way
1: oh absolutely mm. yeah definitely
0: okay hey allison there's people who cold shower and they believe in this ice baths and stuff is that something you do at all or no
1: I just heard about this recently. I didn't know about this. I don't know until maybe a month ago. Oh, I hate being cold, but at the same time, the results make me very fascinated.
0: Yes, especially recovery, right?
1: Yeah, I mean it's supposed to be um, like as good as you know taking an antidepressant, isn't it? Like the effects of it are supposed to be so fabulous
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah i heard good things mentally and bodily too like when you right you if you would exercise and then you jump into an ice bath because the body would just like react this way the recovery is faster
1: ah gotcha Mm.
2: yeah
0: so i wonder if that like i don't know though like if that would be applicable for the core too I guess it's mostly muscles, not movability.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
1: don't know. I've heard of it as more of the, the mental aspect than the muscle aspect. So yeah. I, don't, I, I couldn't talk to that.
0: Okay. So is that something you, you're thinking about trying out?
1: Yeah, it's probably not in the near future. However, I hear people are getting like chest freezers and modifying them in order to be able to do that.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I heard of people getting barrels and put them full of ice cubes.
1: Because <laughs> like apparently with a chest freezer, you just plug it in sometimes so that the water stays cold, but it doesn't turn into a brick of ice. Oh, So that you like plug it in for certain amounts of time of the day. So it's always ready for you. So you can take your daily ice bath.
0: Wow. That's good. I I wonder how safe that is. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But I have a a surge protection on that one. (laughs) Uh, All right. Good. I'm fascinated by that. One thing we usually talk about also on this podcast is like um, sleep on I 'm always fascinated on how much sleep people operate, and especially you too, because now you you do even more with the kids being at home how How do you manage that?
1: I feel like in order to feel good about myself, I need at least eight hours of sleep
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: uh, less than that, I mean obviously I'll get through my day, I just won't be as happy about it.
0: Mm. Is that possible
1: for you right now? Yeah. I mean, my kids are old enough that we have finally needed out of the baby phase. So for the most part, they sleep through the night Mm. and they get up at a reasonable hour in the morning. Like there's no more like 5am babies. No way. So (laughs) it's it's possible now. Sorry. (laughs) That's
0: beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, Hours, Hours are all over the place. Sometimes they sleep in, sometimes they don't. Sometimes... They sneak into the our room really early, like the older one the other one is still in the crib, so you can right. you can't do that yet mm, interesting
1: <laughs> yeah someday it's it's we we paid our dues in the uh not sleeping department mm. for many many years, so yeah it, it's it's nice to but then on the bad nights where a kid does wake up it's so much harder to get up in the morning because I feel like when you regularly have to get up at night, your body has adapted. But when you have to do it randomly,
2: it's so much harder.
0: It's so true. You are like almost on a schedule. You can get up anytime and then you go back to bed and you fall asleep no matter what. Yeah. And then if it's the odd, then it's not happening. It's like, what is happening here right
1: now? Yeah, it's the worst. Mm. But it's not that often.
0: Okay. Why did you decide to come back from Toronto to Thunder Bay?
1: Um, Well, I have a lot of family here still, which is great. My husband had a good opportunity here and looking at Toronto's values of raising a family versus here, there's a lot of differences, Um, especially because by the time we left Toronto, I was pregnant with my fourth and even having three kids in Toronto, you kind of look like a crazy lady going to Costco with three kids. Oh, wow. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm. Cause I mean, it's just not conducive as much to a larger family and things, even things like my kids, I mean, COVID not so much, but my kids play outside with the neighborhood kids and they can just like go and play. And the values are more on family than on like that making money rushed lifestyle because you have to have it there. Um, in order to survive. And there's just more family time here because there's no hour long commutes Mm, and things like that. So it was the right decision for us for sure.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah. I think Thunder Bay is a very unique place. And I think also through the pandemic, we even came closer as a community. And now, I don't know right now it's a hotspot. So we don't know.
1: Yeah, I uh I feel really sad for uh our community right now. We were doing so well for so long. Mm. And uh this is this is sad.
0: Yeah, it is. It's like I talked to um, a guy in Winnipeg, and like they blew up before we did. Uh, I think even before Christmas. And you know, he just said, yeah, just stay home. It's like we didn't like from for us it was two three five cases and then boom it just blew up just like that yeah 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 it's just like it's so easy to underestimate how fast it is
1: and i think that for a while for us especially when that first blow up started to happen is that everybody did underestimate because nothing happened for so long Mm -hmm. that we got under the guise of everything's fine not a big deal um and i think it's it's been hard to wrap that back up
2: yeah
0: yeah it's crazy i've we're gonna see what's gonna happen but for now it is what it is it is what it is Mm. do you feel good about that the kids are home though in a way like like reflecting on it from last week like i was like because it was a pa day i think was it pa day on friday
1: on Friday yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. I was like you know what I don't mean because the cases suddenly popped up in all the schools I was like yeah maybe it's not a bad idea you know
1: yeah the schools were getting a little bit iffy Mm. for sure there was more and more cases coming up and it's almost like this struggle where it's like homeschool is not going to be great and they are going to miss their friends and it's going to be harder but then at the same time it's it was getting really crazy in the school. So I don't know, like mm-hmm. it's almost like there's no good decisions right now. Okay. Yeah, I'm just hoping that yes. they will go back at some point.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, school year ends in June, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's like tomorrow almost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So what would you right now? I don't. I think I'd asked this before, but I don't know. I just want to put this out there. What would you do right now for somebody who is going into a pregnancy? What would you recommend them to do uh, for their best interest, for the core strengths and the body? Like, because you have that knowledge. Like, what would you say? What would you do?
2: Uh,
1: I would recommend for them to they could even if they wanted to see a pelvic floor physiotherapist through pregnancy um, just to make sure that everything is, is all squared up there and to not necessarily me, but find someone like me or find online resources where they can find out some of these best practices for pregnancy and preparing their body. Cause again, the focus does get shifted a lot to the baby as a lot of focus should be on the baby, but I mean, this mother has to still live the rest of her life and still enjoy her life and get back to activities that she loves. And to have knowledge that could help her to have a better chance at all of these things without, you know, just being brushed off as like this or that is normal Mm. after you have a baby. Um, So to just also along with all of the baby planning to also look into what she can do for her own body to prepare her own body and for her to know what postpartum recovery and return to exercise should look like
0: yes yes that's really good because you need to look out after yourself too right you, you are not second you were first as well
1: yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like I have a whole bunch of self-preservation now, not because I care so much about like me, 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 and it's narcissistic, but it's like, no. I have to make sure I survive for these guys. Yes. Like back in the day when we used to go on airplanes, every time I got off the plane, I was like, okay, because I know I have to get back to these guys. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge self-preservation model and you just have to be able to live a happy life after too. I yeah. mean, it's not like you have a baby and you're, I don't know sitting around being a dumpy mom and you have no life or personality or hopes or dreams anymore. Mm.
0: So, yes, yeah. yes, it is. And you know, one day the kids are going to move out and whenever that is, and there's, <laughs>
1: <laughs> someday.
0: Yeah. but it will happen eventually. That, yep. That's what they talk about. Couples too, right? The couples need to make time where, or married, like just friendships, whatever it is that you you need to make that time. It's like, well, you want to have, I don't know, date night. Maybe that's too cheesy, but like make time because, you know, one day the kids are going to be gone. You need to have like your, your partner is still your partner. It's like your kids are your kids, which are also awesome. But you are married, right? Or you are, you are you know, common in law, whatever you are.
1: Mm. So you need to actually still have things in common and want to hang out with each other outside of talking about the kid's schedule. Yeah.
0: That's important, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Do you,
0: how do do you make time for that in your relationship in a way? Like some people do date nights or something like that, or like they go pre COVID, they would go out on a Friday night or Wednesday night, whatever. Get the babysitter.
1: Um, We pre COVID for sure went out to things and we actually did do a string of date nights when the kids were smaller and we could not get out at all. And yeah. technically we should probably be doing that now because we now again, cannot get out at all. I know. Um, I don't know. COVID is just like changes things where you're not thinking <laughs> about date nights, but I mean, <laughs> we do spend, we do spend time together and we do still enjoy spending time together mm. and, um, I'm very lucky to have a partner where I feel like we are very happy to still be with each other and to spend that time together and to be desperate to be able to go out again together somewhere someday.
0: yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that did he Did he give you a hack for that post you did about his bag that he left on the door for two couple of weeks there?
1: You know what he did except for now. That bag has been living on my bedroom stairs for two weeks. Oh, well, so even trolling him on Instagram on my stories <laughs> about the bag not going away has not worked to move that bag from the old bad spot to the new bad spot. Yeah. And it's going to live there forever until I troll him again. Mm,
0: yeah. Well, that's good. though. Maybe right. I should
1: try it. Yeah. See if that will get it into the crush,
0: <laughs> Yeah. I think that's something you I learned. And I think maybe everybody does. Like certain things and like in my perception like the bed in the bedroom has to be made in the morning maybe like that could be perfect right there's
1: certain things that need yeah yeah
0: but sometimes it's just like just leave it there and that's okay i don't have to do this right now this is also self awareness right like i don't have to do this i don't have to do this i i'm okay he, he or she can do it right yeah is that empowerment too you think
1: I don't know. I just like when things get left out by him, they're going to stay there for eternity unless I throw it away or if I bug him apparently more than one time. Yeah. So unless I want that bag to live there forever. Yeah. Those are my two options. Okay.
0: That's good. I have like, a, I, we have a kitchen counter and it's sometimes full with some stuff and like toys, even sometimes those cheaper ones yeah. that like collected themselves over the years. And mm-hmm. then I say, hey, Alice, you want to clean this up and put this away? And then if it's by the end of the day, it's still there. And it's just like some Christmas or like some birthday party, pre-COVID plastic toy giveaway when you leave the birthday party, right? Something yeah. like, and then it just goes into the garbage. Bye. Because like eventually the house is going to be full of this. And it also it teaches him a little bit of responsibility, maybe. But he, I don't think he really knows. I think it's just gone.
1: Well, you know what, you
0: gotta try. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Did, did your kids watch uh, Corey Carson, that Netflix show? Maybe not, but it's those cars, and they like, there's they have a family, and they have like a toddler and a little one, and it's like the man and the woman, and there's this one scene where the little kid, which is a car, and her name is I forgot, but okay, no, nah, I don't know, and she's just. Slurping off the syrup off the pancakes, and the father is like, "Don't just eat the syrup. Don't eat. Just eat the syrup. Don't eat. Just the syrup." And then it's like, "Ah, what? Do whatever you want." Yeah. (laughs) Whoever created this is so good because this is how I feel sometimes. It's just like do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. I give up. Mm -hmm.
1: You've won this time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Does it really matter? Ah, whatever.
1: Yeah. Mm. You got to pick your battles, for sure.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Not all of them are worth fighting.
0: No, no. Especially in the days we live in now. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Um, I'm good. I think I got things covered. I wanted to talk to you about, and maybe did I missed something. Maybe we're good. I don't know. You let me know.
1: I feel like we're we're good. Okay.
0: Good. Yeah, I really appreciate what you do to bring awareness and build further onto that and you empower women to be proud of their bodies no matter what it is. And also like you just post some stories about women who own businesses and I think that is good to be highlighted and I I encourage that very much because I love that because there needs to be more of that out there. You know, I love that. There is a change in the air, but th- we still need, Alison, just like you do it, we need more to be pushed that out there. I like that. And you helping people with what you do with the core and, you know, you feel comfortable talking about it. Like, oh, you have this issue? Well, maybe this is what's happening. And then you you, sh- you educate people so nicely. Thank you for that. appreciate
2: that. Yeah, I love Thank it. Thank you.
0: So I'm excited to see what's what you're doing next, and I know you have it planned out for two weeks. So <laughs> <laughs> quite Coming. quite jealous on that, but
2: it's, it's good. <laughs> it's good.
0: All right, thank you so much, Allison. I wish you a wonderful night. Oh, and, you too. Uh, we talk some other time.
2: Sounds good. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.